0: Hey friend, the other day, I went on Facebook and I asked my friends if they had any questions for me. So they sent me some and I'm answering them this month. So I had a friend who wanted me to speak about how our thoughts impact our lives. But first, if you're new to me, my name is Cynthia and I'm the writer at SimplesCinctia.com where we spread hope online one word at a time. I've been there since 2003. Yep, this is a big year for the blog. So I'm very grateful that you found me here. This is a big subject though, our thought life, and I'm just going to give you my latest thoughts about it and hopefully it'll be a blessing to you, okay? When did you first start paying attention to your thoughts? Were you one of those kids that was always lost in your thoughts? do you think about your thoughts do you set aside time to think i'm not sure if you can tell but i love to think about my thoughts and i love to think about the mind you think that with endless scholarship articles books and thoughts on thoughts would be better stewards of our minds and our thought lives so i'm here to encourage you to analyze your current thought life, and to decide what you should do next to improve it, okay? How our thoughts impact our lives. Thoughts are important, but they are not the root cause of what impacts our lives, because the initial statement was, tell me about how thoughts impact our lives, so they're not the root cause of what impacts our lives. What greatly impacts our lives is our decision to walk with God. When you decide to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, you gain salvation, you gain life eternal, an abundant life, among other things. And this decision to follow Christ really affects your thinking. As a Christ follower, the Bible becomes the anchor of your thought life. We read in 1 Corinthians 2.16 that we have the mind of Christ. We do not operate in the way the world operates. We don't think the way they think. And we have the same mind as Christ Jesus. 1 Corinthians 2.12 says, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. 1 Corinthians 2.12. A few verses down from there. That's when we find verse 16, which says that we have the mind of Christ. The thought life you are currently experiencing is like a fruit tree. Every fruit comes from a root. You and I need to trace the root and find out why we are experiencing our current thought lives. It all starts with awareness. Doesn't it? A lot of things start with awareness. So this is my story. 15 years ago or so, I was living in North Carolina I was part of a community of Bible-believing Christians who believed in the in freedom in Christ. They read their Bibles and they took those words of life seriously. I heard story after story of people being set free from negative thought patterns. So I decided to pay attention to my own thought life. My Bible was and is my textbook. I also read a few books I also read a few books on the subject and, um, it really helped to form my thoughts, my thinking from a biblical perspective. I remember asking for prayer and advice also in that area of life. How do I change my thinking? How do I make sure that my thinking is what God wants it to be? Okay. And again, I also heard testimonies of God helping people make progress in that area. So another thing to notice is that people around me were also very vocal about what happened to them. And that's always helpful. All of this encouraged me to pay closer attention to my thoughts. Sometimes we become aware of our thought life through sermon, conversations with friends, and even counseling sessions. No matter how we become aware... We need to do something with that awareness. So here are two questions that you can ask yourself, my friend. From 1 to 10, with 10 being excellent and 1 being poor, rate your thought life. How would you rate your thought life from 1 to 10? Here's the next question. Why did I rate myself this way? And if you have time, which I advise you to use some time, you know, to process this, figure out which event led you to earn your current rating. Okay. These notes are already at simplestinture.com. I hope you're proud of me because sometimes I record podcasts without doing the notes first, but these are already so you can check it out over there. So this initial discovery is a good place to start deciding on what you need to do next. Remember that prayer is always appropriate. So let's talk about that. God cares about what you're thinking about. He wants you to pray about the current state of your thoughts. He will both lead you and guide you to his freedom. Since my North Carolina years, I've been praying about my thoughts. God always leads me to be anchored in his word, which is the Bible. We moved to Texas when the kids were little and the demands of life, which were all good, were weighing on me. And so were the cares of life, which are not always good, were so heavy as well. I decided that in addition to Bible reading, which I was doing daily and I was going to counseling whenever I needed, I needed to monitor my mind a little bit closer. So after praying, I felt that while I was experiencing freedom in Christ, I could have a better mental space. I started to analyze the content I was listening to. So my professional training and master's degree are in journalism. I love the news. I love listening to it. I love reading it. I love discovering new content. And during that time, I was feeding my mind with a heavy amount of news content. Because I study journalism, I know that part of the formula is based in fear. I was feeding fear to my mind for a large amount of time during the day on a regular basis. Friend, even 1 second of fear is not ideal for a child of God who wants to live in freedom. Once I realized what my problem was, I had to vote on the solution. I decided to limit the amount of news I consume on a daily basis. And yes, I'm still informed. No, I'm no longer bound by fear because I limited its entrance to my mind. Freedom begets freedom. I started paying attention to all the content that was allowing to enter my mind from other sources. I started unfollowing podcasts or any social media influencer that was not encouraging. Instead of mindlessly listening to what that person had to say, I just kept my mind alert. And this is a habit that I still possess. I don't zone out when I listen to things. I pay attention to the context. Just recently, I was listening to a motivational speaker and things were going well. I was getting motivated, right? And he made a statement about the mind. And I said out loud, this is ungodly. So I turned that audiobook off and just stopped listening because I don't agree with it. And I don't think it's because I can't agree with people. I can, and I'm okay listening to people that I don't agree with. But there's a difference between listening to somebody's opinion and you feeding your mind with that so that the content that you are allowing to enter your mind is producing fruit. You see, there's a difference in there. So I'm learning that I can be selective about what type of information I allow to enter my mind. The enemy's fight is to gain mindless followers who do not guard their hearts. And I'm not going to fall for that. Only through God's help and a greater awareness of God's word, then the words of the world, I'll be able to do that. Awareness is followed by prayer, which is followed by a decision to obey God. So I wanted to make this super practical and give you other tools in addition to daily Bible reading and study that help me in this area. So hopefully you'll find something that works for you or something you're willing to try. The number one is to think on paper. Writing my thoughts on paper really helps me. It helps me to get rid of stress. It allows me to put my thoughts and feelings in order. And if I think on paper during my Bible reading, it allows me to retain what I learn. Any piece of paper will do. The goal is just to start writing. Okay, here's another thing to try. Think about what you think about. And I have a few steps that goes along with this. Once I started analyzing my thoughts, I discovered that I can, number one, trace my thoughts. If my thoughts are serving me, if they're good, if they're like, they're not causing any turmoil to my heart, fine. If not, I can pray and I can decide what I'm going to do next to change them. Okay, number two, feed your thoughts. The best food for my thoughts is the Bible. And I had to make room for it. I let go of hours of fear-based content to make room for the good news. I also pay attention to other areas of life, such as sleep and hydration. You'd be amazed at how you think better with plenty of sleep, water in your body. So different things to think about. And number three, speak out loud. If you hear a wrong thought pattern trying to take root in your mind, talk back to it. Speak the truth of God. I do this all the time, speaking out loud. And I really don't care who's around. Most of the time I'm by myself or just me and the kids, you know, but speaking out loud breaks the secrecy pattern that our minds carry in silence. It alerts the rest of my body that there is a better way in Christ. So I also want to tell you that this is a lifestyle. Changing your thoughts is a lifelong lifestyle change. It is similar to the process I went through when I needed to lower my blood pressure so my health could improve. Um, I told this story to my readers I think I've told this story several times, but check this out. So when somebody says, this is a lifestyle, usually you're like, yeah, yeah, sure. I'm not going to do it. But consider the lifestyle changes that I made in order to lower my blood pressure years ago. I had to change over time the types of food that I eat, how much I move my body, the types of restaurants I go to, how much sleep I get at night, How much stress I entertain, how I manage stress, what I believe about the foods that God created, how often I go to the doctor, what I teach my children about living a healthy lifestyle, and also the people that I hang out with. So those are some things that I had to change over time and that greatly influence um, the health that I'm enjoying today by the grace of God. I basically turned into a new person because I decided I wanted a better life. So when changing your lifestyle, the way you introduce yourself also changes. And I was thinking about that because sometimes we introduce ourselves not by who we are, but by our issues, you know? So instead of introducing myself by saying, Hey, I'm a walking hip of stress. Hey, I, I got high blood pressure. You know, I, I, was able to say, I'm a free woman in Christ. I'm Cynthia, and I'm, I have this freedom in Christ, you know? So something else to think about. I want you to encourage you to think about how to introduce yourself. To you introduce yourself by your mental struggles, or do you want to change your thought life as a biblical way of living so that you can introduce yourself for who Christ created you to be, Okay. And it's not about perfection because I think we all are dealing with something at some period of time. I know I've been living this healthy lifestyle for a little while, but we all have stuff that we're dealing with right now. So God doesn't see us through our issues. He sees us for who he created us to be. He sees us with eyes of love. And I believe that it is always wise to introduce ourselves as God sees us. Okay. So here are some things you can do immediately in order to have a better thought life. And it is found in Philippians 4 verse 8. This is a more modern version. It says, Finally, believers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable and worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good repute. If there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things. Center your mind on them and implant them in your heart. So here's how we take action. Number one, feed your thoughts with the word of God. So the source of your thoughts can be godly. Number two, pray. And number three, decide what you will do next to improve your situation. God's for you and you certainly have what it takes in order to live this beautiful life that God is giving you. This is your friend Cynthia with SimpleCintra.com I will spread hope online one word at a time. Bye.